Hello and welcome to the Soul Medicine Podcast. I am your host, Liz Nerland, and it is my mission to unite the healing arts and modern scientific understanding to bring you practices that will revolutionize your life. I bring you soulful meditations, love notes, visualizations, insights, interviews, and workshop recordings to uplift, inspire, and lead you through your own personal metamorphosis. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Soul Medicine Podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be exploring pain and suffering, which are hot topics in the world right now. A lot of people are struggling with suffering and with pain. And what's so ironic is that when we are in states of pain and when we are deeply suffering, we feel so alone. But suffering is probably the most universal experience on this planet. In fact, it is the first noble truth on the Buddhist path, in the Buddhist teaching. Pain and suffering are part of human life. Now, living in a culture that really celebrates comfort and materialism and suppressing our emotions, it's left us collectively with almost no skills to cope with our suffering or to even understand it. Our deepest pain in life comes from our inability to nourish our hearts. When the fridge is full and our health is sound and our walls are sturdy and our basic needs are all met, but our suffering is still intense, it means the imbalance is happening at the level of the soul. It means that only spiritual medicine can restore us and ease the suffering. Now, what's really tricky is that our physiology, the physiology of pain and suffering, actually drives us to do things that are opposite of what would actually ease the pain. So the spiritual practices we need to drop into are not aligned with what we will typically feel called to do. When we are in pain, whether it's physical or emotional, we become very self-absorbed. Our higher centers in the brain, literally, they go offline and our more primitive brain centers start to run the show because that is our best hope of survival. It's a system that was wired into our physiology many, many, many generations ago from our ancestors who lived these short, harsh lives in the wilderness. This is what we're working with. So what happens is when there is pain and when there is suffering, our primitive brain comes online. It wants to keep us alive. And so we have to focus on ourselves. Now, the problem is that it's usually not acute pain and suffering that we're going through. It's chronic. It is stuff that doesn't go away. 
our focus becomes very narrow. And we unconsciously, so without even trying, our brain is going to be constantly scanning the environment, looking for threats. And so when this happens, we start to, again, unconsciously, without meaning to, we're going to start blaming the people and the conditions in our lives for how we feel. And states of stillness and gratitude and love and joy are going to be very difficult to cultivate in this state. It can become so easy to get stuck in negative thought loops and fear states. But you want to feel better. Logic is telling you that you don't have to be in pain, but you don't know what to do. And so we reach. And when I say we, I'm including myself. That ever changes i won't even have to tell you you'll be like wow she's changed no like when i say we i am very much included in we so what we do is we try to self-medicate so we reach for whatever brings us pleasure and relief in the short term so even if we know on a conscious level that ice cream and gossip and video games and overspending and alcohol and drugs are not aligned with what we really want we're going to reach for them because we just want to feel better. So let's look at what our physiology is asking us to do. And then let's look at the medicine that would actually bring us back to harmony and out of suffering. Because we have to come at, at this suffering at the level of the soul, because that is where the pain is. That is where we are out of harmony. So while our suffering is going to cause us on a very physiological level to become more self-absorbed and worried about ourselves and focused on ourselves, the medicine here, the antidote to that suffering is to actually move into a state of service and care for others. So we actually want to start connecting to others. And here's the thing is that we can actually use our pain to connect to the pain of the world. And actually that will move us closer to truth and closer to healing. But it means that we have to go into the heart of the pain. We have to feel it deeply, free from interpretation and free from any of these negative thought loops. We have to be able to just experience what's there and to let it soften you. Let it dissolve the armor around your heart. As you feel your pain, let it break down the walls that you've built up to keep yourself safe. Because as you feel your pain, you'll start to realize you have not built a sanctuary or a shelter for your heart. You've built a prison of isolation where healing and growth can't happen. So as you start to feel your pain, you will start to connect to the pain of all beings. Because while the stories might be different, the feelings are the same. You don't need protection from the outer world. We need to remember our connection to spirit and to each other. 
allow pain and suffering to ripen your heart, to ripen your soul as you unfold back into your true nature. As we connect to our suffering, we connect to the suffering of the entire world and we remember our inherent connection to all beings. It allows us to be compassionate towards others. And when we remember that this pain and suffering is universal, then we don't have to take it so personally. And that is liberating in itself because so much of our pain comes from us living in this little mind frame of me, 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 me. All of us, we do that. And this me, 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 me mind frame, it's a cesspool of suffering. To get out of it requires that we focus on serving others. When we connect to our pain, we can start to connect to collective pain. And then we are called to take action, not just to alleviate our own suffering, but to alleviate the suffering of everyone. And when we connect to a grander scope, then we gain so much power because it's not just me. You are acting on behalf of spirit for the good of all beings. And now you have power. So we need to move from selfishness to service. Now, when the physiology of suffering has you blaming circumstances or people for your pain, the medicine is to seek the truth of who we are. We are all a spark of divinity that is co-creating with God in this life. Our faith in divine will can lead us to an understanding that the circumstances and relationships in our life will help shape us so that we can evolve towards our highest spiritual ideal. If only we open to possibility and call back our power, then we can create, we can move beyond blaming. We can awaken to our life. The trials you face and move through in alignment with spirit will help to refine you and provide clarity for your own life purpose and how you can serve. So we need to practice moving from blaming to claiming our truth and power. And also we're gonna look at now, when suffering asks us to try to fill this void we're feeling with something from outside of us, the medicine we actually need is to draw inwards. The longing that we're feeling in our beings, in our hearts, in our bones, this longing is good because 
it will lead us back to the divine. It will lead us back to our true nature. But when we kill the longing with external substances and dramas, when we seek outwardly to stimulate or to forget or to numb out, we actually plunge deeper into suffering. We might get a momentary relief, but it will always set us back. The obesity epidemic that we are facing all across North America and spreading out towards the world, this is our collective attempt to nourish our hearts with donuts. Addictions and overdoses, again, are pointing to our inability to nourish and heal the heart. Instead, we are looking for better living through chemistry, as they say. And it doesn't sustain us in the long term. We have to remember source. We have to be able to connect to spirit and remember who we are and why we are here. We have to train ourselves to, when we feel that longing, when we feel that pain, when we notice we're suffering, we have to train ourselves to reach for prayer, to reach for meditation, to reach mantra, to call out God's name, to reach for scripture, for sangha, community, or even just doing some healing techniques on ourselves, change our breath, change what we're doing. But we have to draw inwards. And we need to normalize these practices as part of daily life. To get out of suffering, we need to move from seeking externally to seeking within. So we want to move. If we want to alleviate suffering, we have to move from selfishness to service, from blaming to reclaiming our truth and power. And we have to move from seeking outside to seeking inside. But here's the thing, if we really want to stop suffering, we have to make a commitment to show up and nourish the spiritual heart. We have to show up, not just on the bad days when we're in pain and want relief. It won't work. You won't be ready. You need to show up every single day to practice moving from selfishness to service. Moving from blaming to reclaiming your power and truth, moving from seeking outside to seeking inside. You have to practice these things every day, whatever your spiritual practice is. Every day, you have to practice connecting to God. Every day, you have to do whatever practice feeds your soul and whatever practice helps you to remember the truth of who you are. Every single day, there's no way around this. You simply have to do the practice. In the same way that you train a physical muscle, in a little, you know, a small amount of time every day, 
then when the heavy lifting comes up in your life, you're able to pick the thing up and move it. The same is true of your spiritual practice. You have to practice in small doses every day. So when the darkness comes and the pain comes and the suffering comes, and it will, it always will, but you will have built up the muscles and the rituals to support yourself. And then all of a sudden the darkness that you are in, the pain, the suffering that you are in becomes fuel. It becomes fertilizer for your future blooming. It becomes a rich part of your story of rising towards your spiritual ideal. We cannot simply wait until we are suffering to try to get out of suffering. We can't only show up for ourselves on the days that it's convenient. We have to prioritize this work. And as we do, we set ourselves free. And when we start to set ourselves free, there's a ripple effect. You cannot change yourself without impacting the people around you. How do you want to show up in your life? What impact do you want to make? And can you commit to yourself for the greatest good of all beings that you will show up in your practice in tiny doses every day? Sending so much love to you, sweet ones. Namaste.